Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Carter Moros, and of course, this is the two amigos. This is draft week. Welcome, Jorge. Hey, Carter, how are you doing, man? Miss you, miss you. I know we have had not had a show in a couple weeks, but we've been lining this show up for you because it's it was going to be juicy. It was going to be beautiful. We're doing our mock draft because no one else does that. We're being super unique. We're being super creative. <laughs> and uh, we're doing three rounds. We're both doing a draft. Yeah. But before we get to that, I, I suppose since we haven't been haven't been kind of together on this show in a, a couple of weeks now, I have to tell you that, or I have to tell our viewers at least, this Thursday, okay, at starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time, that's an hour before the draft, I will be co-hosting uh, the Fin Maniacs live stream for the draft with Brandon. So you got to listen to that. You got to listen to that. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to have a bunch of people on. Jorge, are you going to be on a little bit? I'm going to be on. I'm not going to be able to co-host, which I'm terribly sorry for. But I'm definitely going to be on talking some football, coming on and just backing you up. You know me. I've, all, I've got your back, brother, especially against Sam when he starts coming <laughs> in and calling for that 170-pounder wide receiver to be picked at six. Not even 170 pounds. Let's not even give him that. 166 pounds. You know, yeah. um, By the way, before we go there, let me just say this. Everyone's saying, yeah, but he dominated college football. Yes, where he was the oldest guy on the field against guys that are around his own size, okay? Yes. The NFL, he's going to be the youngest guy, and he's going to be the lightest guy. And guess what? You're saying, oh, he's faster than everyone in college. Everyone in the NFL is super fast, and one bad hit is going to sideline him. You cannot pick a guy with those many questions at six. And I think this is a perfect segue for me to talk about the article I wrote this week. To start off draft week, uh, I said the Dolphins cannot draft uh, Devonta Smith at six, and it's specifically because of who they have on the roster right now. They have what I call the broken boys. We've talked about this, Jorge. They have Devonte Parker, who who plays about six snaps a, a game, and then he has a hamstring strife. He uh, we got. Will Fuller, who... Devontae Parker is going to come to Iowa to kick your ass. Like, that's <laughs> the only reason he'll ever go there. He'll find you and kick your ass. Will Fuller, I don't even have to argue on. The guy just is barely on the field. And I'm excited. Hopefully, he can stay on the field. And then uh, Preston Williams, uh, I don't... Again, I don't have to argue. The guy has only played 50% of his game. So, uh, I think Devonta Smith is super risky at that six. Before we start this mock draft, do you agree, especially with the context, Jorge? I agree with the context. I'm not going to call them the Broken Boys, but that's a great name for a boy band. <laughs> I will say this. If we ever, if they ever need to bond with Chang Daly, their former offensive coordinator, they probably can do it based on their shared hatred for the two of us. <laughs> okay, that's probably true. Uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm done ragging on Hussam's pick at six. Uh, well, I'm, 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 keep, I'm going to keep dumping on Hussam's pick at six. I, th I think it's outrageous. I, I, I don't even want Waddle at six, personally. Uh, I mean, I, I love the man. I love Hussam. I think he's the hardest working beat writer in the Dolphins Twitter sphere by far. Yeah. But I'm going to keep dumping on him for picking Devontae at six. Yep, I agree. I will okay. say this. If the Dolphins pick Devontae, I'll become his biggest fan and cheer him on and then just pray to God that I'm wrong and that he's not going to get injured. 
See, see, that's the thing. At, at six, Devonta Smith, I want, I would love him. I think he's very talented. I think he's a great route runner, like everyone's been saying. I just think it's risky, way too risky for my blood. And I don't want, especially with the context. So the broken boys plus Smith, that's just too risky for my blood. That's all I got to say. I think he is very, very talented, though. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right. All right, then let's let's go into it. But before I before I go into the mock draft, I know I've been teasing a little bit and then just pulling pulling the rope back. But uh, I have to tell you the reason that Jorge is not going to be co-hosting this Thursday with me, Finn Maniacs. It's because it is his five year anniversary with his wife. Dude, so what the hell? I, all, I don't have a wife. I do have a, <laughs> a girlfriend. It's not because of that. It's because I've got a job, and just the time constraints prevent me from being on. As much as I like, that's why we've been missing a couple of shows. That's why you might not see me write for Finn Maniacs that much this coming season, but I'll still be doing two amigos with Carter as much as I can. I I think it's just funny to lie to people, so that's what I did. Uh, you yeah, you definitely don't. If you're know a journalist. This. You're supposed to have you know some integrity. <laughs> I, I, for honesty in general. I leave that at the door, okay? And uh, let's just let's just get into this mock draft. So, like I said. I'll set the rules for you. We're doing three rounds each. We're both playing the GM for the for the Dolphins, okay? And uh, no trades. I, I don't think we're going to do trades. And the, the wait, final wait, no. I, I think if if we get proposed a trade, we can accept it. If we okay, sure, that works. Okay, okay. you have to explain yeah. it. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to explain the boards. We're going to explain our picks, and then at the end, uh, we'll basically create some poll. Uh, for you guys to tell us who 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 had the better draft. Sure. Okay. So let's 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 start the draft. Um, okay. I'm going to start mine. Have you done that as well? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I'm already at, at, at six. Okay. Well, then I want you to make your first pick while mine is is uh, uh, collaborating. Go for it. All right. Sounds good. So um, off the board are Trevor Lawrence, obviously Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Kyle Pitts. Went at four, and Jalen Waddle went at five to the Bengals. So Jamar Chase still on the board, but I got I have one trade offer from the Lions at seven, who are offering me their forty-first pick, so the second-round pick for number six, and I'm obviously going to accept that. Yeah, they are <laughs> picking. They they've picked Jamar Chase, which is fine. Now I've got a second second offer from uh, Washington Football Team, who want my seventh pick, an eighty-first pick for their nineteenth, fifty-first. And uh, Washington's first rounder next year. Now that's actually a very attractive offer, um, and I don't think Chris Gear is going to do that this week uh, on the draft. I don't think he's going to fold that far. But honestly, without Pitts, without Wild, without Chase, uh, I'm I'm moving back to to 19. And but I'm going to try and trade that 81st for San Francisco's third next year. And my 156 this year, which they accepted. So I'm, ba I'm back at 19, and it's your turn, Mr. Melrose. So you didn't pick a single thing is what happened. I didn't pick a single thing, yeah. Okay, you traded back a bunch of times. So here's – I'll set up the board for you on mine. Mine's a little bit – maybe a little uh, less realistic than how yours opened up. But we did open up four quarterbacks straight. We went, of course, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. But then Niners picked Trey Lance. And uh, that could happen. That could potentially happen. But then at four, the Falcons stay put and they pick up Justin Fields, which I don't think is going to happen, but it's possible. 
and then the Bengals at five with the weirdest pick I've ever seen, <laughs> Jalen Waddle at five. So at this point, I'm going to re- reject all of the offers I have, especially from the Chargers who want me to trade back to 13 and the Bengals who want me to trade back to 38, not happening. And so with the six overall, I both have uh, Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase on the board. I think this is just like, you can't lose scenario. So I'm probably going to go Kyle Pitts here just because he is potentially the greatest tight end of all time. He's the most athletic tight end I've ever seen. So I'm going Kyle Pitts because that's just, that's just child's play. And uh, then I guess it'll probably be you next. Yeah, so at 18, uh, I got an offer, which I'm just going to reject from the Saints. Uh, and I've got Christian Darius also on the board. Mika Parsons still on the board. Najee Harry still on the board. Greg Newsom, Rashad Bateman. And I've got two consecutive picks here with 18 and 19. Uh, my first pick is going to be Rashad Bateman, wide receiver, Minnesota. Ooh. And if it's okay with you, I'll just, I'll just jump straight to 19. Wait, okay, but why Bateman? Why Bateman? Uh, I, know, I think he's, he's number two on my board as far as wide receivers go. I think he offers better value than Devontae Smith and Jalen Wall at that position. I think he's a great route runner. I think he's got speed, and he's going to be able to help Tua in that RPO concept that Dolphins are going to be working in. But my second pick, and this is where I think I'm going to lose you for a bit because you're just going to go crazy because I know you. Nice. Uh, I'm picking Tavan Jenkins, offensive tackle, Oklahoma State. Ooh! And he's going to come in and just protect that blind side for Tua for the next 10 years. I think that if this happened in real life, if we had a trade back to, I think you traded all the way back to 19, and then you went, uh, you know, Bateman, who is basically on nobody's board right now, or at least no mock draft I've seen from Dolphins Twitter specifically, and then went uh, offensive tackle. Is that where you went? That is correct. That would piss off. Everybody, I think. I think um, it would, but, but I think at the end of the day, if you put Devon Jenkins on the, that right side, you're able to move Robert Hunt to the right guard position. Matt Squire is going to stay at center. And then you've got Solomon Kinley and DJ Fluker just, you know, ditching it out in training camp because he's going to be the starting left guard. And you've got Austin Jackson at left tackle. All right. And then you've got some great depth in that offensive line because you're still going to keep Eric Flowers because you cannot trade him. You've got Jesse Davis. And then hopefully you're going to pick another interior offensive lineman later in the draft, which we'll, we'll see if mine is there in, in the third round. Uh, but yeah, I think it just gives you so many possibilities in that offensive line. We saw what happened with the Chiefs when they lost starters on that offensive line. The importance of having almost two full starting units in the, there, I think, is completely understated. And Tevon Jenkins is, to me, the best right tackle, natural right tackle in this year's draft. And I kind of agree with you uh, with picking offensive line in this with the second pick. I I definitely thought you were going to go Najee Harris, and that was going to make me angry uh, because I'm just anti-running backs in the first round, anti-running backs in the second round, to be honest. You just want Miles Gaskin to be like the future back for the Dolphins. Well, I I just don't think they need – yeah, I don't think they need to draft any running backs that could could potentially be on the same – you know, there are depth. a number of posters behind Carter, which I can see on my screen right here. I cannot tell you the number of posters of Miles Gaskin with a heart around him <laughs> from Carter right now. I have a shrine. Yeah, I do. Okay. He's cute 
and he's also quick. Those are the two two best attributes about Miles Gaskin. And uh, yeah, no, I thought you were going Najee Harris. I'm so glad you didn't. And uh, offensive tackle. Here's the thing, folks. I know it's not sexy to pick offensive tackle, but everything, the trenches, uh, is everything in football. I mean, it it it'll make your wide receivers have a couple more milliseconds to get open. Those things that actually matter, the inches that matter in football come from the trenches. It's not sexy, but I promise you it'll make the football team better. Uh, so I like that pick. Um, let's go. I'm at 18 now. So uh, just so you know, for context, Mika Parsons went at 15. If he was here at 18, that'd be an easy choice. He's not. Uh, Vera Tucker just went before my pick, which was uh, a player I was looking at at least. And now I'm at 18 and the Browns have offered me a sweet deal, a treasure chest of a deal. They want to give me 26 and 59. So I moved down eight picks uh, for 18. So 26 and 59 for 18. And they also get 258. But that doesn't matter because we're only doing three rounds. So I'm accepting that. Moving down to 26. And we will see you in a second. Uh, Where are you at right now? I am currently at 36. Where I've got an offer from the Falcons who are offering me 68, 108, and their second next year. Um, and I've got an offer from Jacksonville offering me 45 and 64, 436 in the fourth next year. You taking any of those? Aha. Uh-huh. I'm thinking about it. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Well, you're, while you think about it, I'm, I'm at 26 Go now. Go ahead. If it, if this is probably going to make a lot of people angry. Okay. So Najee went to the Jets at 23. <laughs> And uh, I'm totally fine with that. That's something I love. And then something that actually kind of made me angry was uh, Zayvon Collins went to uh, the Jaguars at 25, which was a player I was kind of trading down for in my head. But now that that's gone, (laughs) I have to improvise a little bit. And at this position, you almost want to go edge, but there's a lot of the edge players I wanted are also off the board. So you almost think maybe it's time to reach. I don't know. But, oh my goodness. I might go Tevin Jenkins at 26. It's possible. Did you go Tevin Jenkins at 19? I did. You did. So that would actually be not too shabby. Mm. And then we also have Joseph Asai at, as well at 26. That might be a pick too. I like Osai. I like Osai a lot. I think that might be my pick. I'm going to pick Edge. I think we need to work on the trenches. I think uh, Ogba needs some help. Let's do that. Joseph Asai at 26 for the Dolphins. And then your turn. So I've accepted my the trade with Jacksonville. Uh, I've moved back to 46. Uh, sorry, 41. I also picked up uh, 64. I've got an offer from the past, which I'm just rejecting out of principle. And with this pick at 41, I'm bringing in Pat Fryermuth, tight end from Penn State. Oh, my goodness. I did not see that coming. Why is that? 
I think, look, I, I do think that the two Titans package could, would make Tua very, very happy with Miles, with uh, Gasicki in there. You already brought Bateman. You bring a solid second tight end that's actually going to be an option in the passing game, more so than Smythe, for example, who's our, our number two right now. He's a good inline tight end. He's going to be better at blocking than Gasicki is, I think. Um, and you just solidify that offensive line for your guy, Miles Gaskin. Going to be opening a lot of holes for him, and I still, you know, I, I can still make another pick later in the running back position. Do you not think that him and Gasicki are kind of redundant in that in that way? That they're kind I, of the I same think, thing. I think Fremont is a much better in line tight end than Gasicki is. Okay, and let's also remember Gasicki is going to be a free agent after next year. So what better thing than be able to bring in a guy if they are actually redundant? Then you trade away Gasicki. And develop the young guy. Something that we've seen the Steelers do for 10 years at, for example, the linebacker position. Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. Okay, then me at 36, I, for the Dolphins, what has happened so far, and like I said, I'm not on the get a running back in the first two rounds train, but I just want to update the people that are at the top of the second round where I am. All three of the big guys are off the board. Javante Williams just went 35 to the Falcons. We already have um, Travis Entian. He went like 28. And like I said, the Jets snagged Najee at like 19 or what, like 22, whatever it was. So I'm at 36 right now. And the board is stacking up to where I kind of want players later in the draft. So I'm going to take one more trade to get 53 and 85 from the Titans, and I just have to give up 36. So I'm doing that, and then we're going right back to Jorge. Yeah, so, okay, just to recap, I've got 45. I'm at 45 right now. I also have 50, 51, and 64. So after this, I still got three more second-round picks, which is okay. great. Um, right now, I'm going to address... Oof. Yeah, I'm going to address the nickelback position. I know we all love Nick Needham. We love his work ethic. We love his story. But right now, I see him as the weakest link in that defense. And then bringing in who I think is going to be the best nickelback in this class, who is, who's got some you know, NFL bloodlines in there, and that's going to be Asante Samuel Jr., Florida State, is coming to the Dolphins. I am floored by your draft, Jorge. I'm floored. I've never seen a mock draft for the Dolphins that looks quite like what you're doing right now. I'm just going crazy, man. I know. It's insane. I, I know corner because you're in the second round right now, right? 45. Yes, sir. And you're picking a corner. Yep. Another pick that would be super controversial in the community, but I do respect it. Um, and so that's a beautiful one. Do you want to do back-to-back -back picks? Uh, sure, sure. Now I'm at 50. I've got an offer from the Rams to move back to 57 for a third next year. And another from the Saints that offered me 60 and 98 for 50 and 258. Uh, I'm looking at my board right here. And I'm going to stay put. And I'm going to make consecutive peaks right now at 50 and 51. I'm bringing in, uh, first of all, I'm bringing in Carlos Basham Jr. to address the edge need. Okay, that's fair. And that's fair. Then I'm bringing in Landon Dickerson, offensive lineman from Alabama, who can play all over the line. And this is my second offensive lineman picked in the draft. Ooh, you're really addressed. You're really addressing the O line here. I am, yes. 
I, I respect it. I respect it once again. And I'm at 50, just like you were. I have 50 and 53. I've got some uh, tantalizing picks on this board right now that I just can't, I, I can't, I can't let them up. So I have, I'm going to go center with number 50. And uh, it's, I, I always butcher his last name. Quinn, do you know his last name? How to say it? I think it's Quinn Mainers. 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 Quinn Mainers at 50. There you go. You got a center. Uh, if uh, Skula stinks, like everyone says, uh, maybe the, the rookie can help out. There's my 50. And we're going right to 53, which I'm not making any trades here. I'm not making any trades here. I'm going to go. I'm going to pick. Whew. And this is this is where it gets a little bit tricky for me, actually, because I I do have a couple players on the board that I do like, but you almost have to reach for them at this point. I am gonna go with Baron Browning, Ohio State linebacker at fifty three, because I just don't I don't think this linebacking unit uh, uh, is is uh, up to snuff especially after my boy Van Noy uh, left the squad. You know that I was a hu huge uh, Van Noy fan. I know. I know. I know you are. And I just can't leave it uh, with – is it Roberts, who's who's our third starter right now? Who is that who it is? I mean, I think we've got a bunch of, of starting caliber guys in there. So Andrew Van Ginkel is, is a guy that's going to replace some of those Carl Van Noy snaps. Um, I'm, I, I always butcher the last name of the guy that we brought from the Texans. Uh, the oh, by the McKinney is it McKinney? Oh, it's McKinney, and we've got another one, an edge guy that also came in from the Texans. Oh, I, I don't remember his name. Do we, we suck as Dolphins? Buyers. It's fine, it's fine. All right, well, I'm going Baron Browning at, at 53. You're up, Jorge. I'm at 64. There's a number of guys I like who I think fit the value here. There's Jabril Cox, the linebacker from LSU. There's Nick Bolton from Missouri. There's Sam Satin and Israel Dean from Florida State. Uh, oof, I've got Javon Holland as well, but I've already picked a guy for the secondary. Best player available at this point would be Elijah Moore, wide receiver, Mississippi, but I'm not going to go with the second wide receiver. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring in Nick Bolton, linebacker from Missouri, to shore up that defense, that uh, linebacker unit that, that Carter was talking about. Oh my gosh, dude. I like I like that pick. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little angry about how my board's shaking out. So I was playing this entire draft. As you can tell, I did not draft a wide receiver up until pick 59. And this is where I was going to snag my favorite wide receiver. Who's my favorite wide receiver, Jorge, in this draft? Do you remember? I want to say I'm on Russell Brown, but I'm probably wrong. No, it's Rondell Moore. I was going to pick Rondell Moore at 59. He gets picked at 58. So we are back to the drawing boards a little bit. And actually, in this position, at 59, you, you have to start thinking about, you know, uh, picking an offensive player because I really just have been avoiding it all draft long. And uh, I'm not loving my choices. I have Amari Ro Rogers, who I could pick, but I'm thinking more of a third rounder for him. And uh, Michael Carter, who could possibly 
uh, be a, you know, a backup to Gaskin for me. Hmm. I think I'll go Michael Carter just to, just to make sure that we have a guy there. Michael Carter at 59. Okay, I'm, I'm going to wait for you to catch up a little bit because I'm at 81. You're at 81? Yeah, I'm just going to wait for you to catch up. Okay, you traded back a lot of your picks though, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, so basically I have 81, 85, and then I'm done, I think. So how many do you have in the third round? I've only got one. 81. One in the third round. Okay, so let's do this together then. You first. Okay, Um so I, I'm actually going to pick a guy that I think is underrated at a position of need because right now we signed the guy to play to, to carry this role, but he's in a one-year contract, all right? Sure. The, the guy I'm going to pick is a Stanford guy who plays who quarterback. Picking? I'm picking David Mills. Davis Mills, sorry. Quarterback from Stanford. Oh to dang! To be Tua's long-term backup. Do you uh, in the third? Is this yeah. this is in the third? Yeah. Oh goodness, Craig! <laughs> Would you? Uh, you're picking probably the most controversial draft I've ever seen, but I do, I do like, uh, like that it does have some rhyme and reason. <laughs> it it seems like it does at least. Um. So that's who you, who you got at who at what pick? 81. I picked 81 Davis Mills. Okay, so we're both at 81, and boom, I, I finally get to pick a slot player at 81 where it's not a reach, and my, my guy's not gone. Amari Rogers is, is right there for me, and I don't think you can be mad at me anymore because now I have a running back, probably a top five running back in the draft. I also got the best tight end right in, at the front of the draft, and here's Amar Amari Rogers who... He, he basically put up 50 reps in, uh, in the bench press. So uh, I'm excited for Amari Rogers. We'll go Amari Rogers at 81, and we only have 85, and then we're done. Then we're going to discuss who had a better draft, do a little arguing, of course. 85 to finish off the third round, I have uh, – some potentials here. I got Rashad Weaver out of Pittsburgh. That's an edge, though I already had edge earlier in the draft. We also have Nick Bolton out of Missouri, linebacker. He's fantastic. And then you got like, I don't know. I might double up on edge here. Just, I, I, I don't know. I'm actually going to double up on linebacker. I'll go Nick Bolton. I like Nick Bolton a lot. Out of Missouri to finish off that third round. And, um, that does it for the, the, the Mach 3, Jorge. So now I want you to kind of uh, take us through your draft. Tell us why you did each, each pick. Make a case why you had the better draft. So here's the thing. I got – usually teams are going to get seven, maybe eight picks per draft, you know, taking into account, uh, you know, that, that compensator comes to their picks. Right now with this draft, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Eight guys in the top 100. That's insane. <laughs> and we also got a first rounder for next year with Washington, with the Washington trade. That's a that's a haul. So here's and here's the thing. All right, I got a new starting a, a new starting right tackle. 
I got a, an, a great number two tight end in Pat Fryermuth, probably the number two tight end. And no one's talking about him just because we've got a generational talent in Kyle Pitts. Right. I picked a wide receiver that's actually going to stay on the field and help out and rush up Bateman. Mm-hmm. I picked a new nickel back who's going to be the nickel from day one on Sante Samuel Jr. I picked an, an edge in Carlos Basham that Flores is going to be able to develop as he likes. Right. I picked probably the most versatile offensive lineman in the draft, Nando Dickerson, because he's played all, all three positions, tackle, guard, and center. All right, And he's going to come in and back up Matt Skura to start. And if Skura starts having issues snapping the ball and you put Dickerson in, who's also a guy who, by the way, is used to snapping to a lefty because he did it for two at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Nick Bolton to bring some depth and some warm to that linebacker unit. And he's going to be able to play a role this year and then develop behind Landon Roberts and behind Jerome Baker, who, by the way, is also going to be a uh, free agent next year. And then I, got, I brought in a developmental quarterback who everyone's talking about, who everyone loves, Davis Mills, who's going to be smart enough to be a backup to Tua, who's going to be a good de- developmental project, and who you'll be able to trade away in a couple of years if everything works out as we hope. I I like your draft. I, I like your draft. I, I would say that when this goes out, people are going to dislike your draft. <laughs> yeah, okay. I dislike people most of the time anyway. So. <laughs> that's, that's so fair. I think going um, O-line early, that's something I love. And then you traded back 18-19. Is that what you did, right? Yeah, I had 18 and 19. The, 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 the pick to get to 19 was pick seven. Yep. Who I traded away to Washington. Yep. And then I got their first round pick. I got their 51st round pick, and I got their first pick next year. And they got Justin Fields. They got pick 156 this year and San Francisco's third next year. That's beautiful. And, and to be honest, I mean, if, you're, if your guy's not there at six, like if, if, it, goes, if it goes Chase Pitts and uh, you're looking at a board with S- Smith and Waddle at six, you definitely want to trade back. I think that's super optimal. And if you're going to trade back um, that far and still get Bateman, who a lot of people said, if this wasn't such a great wide receiver draft, he could be a top 10 pick. So yeah, sure. it's possible that that's, that's something the Dolphins do. Okay, I'm making a case for mine because I think I, I burst you out of the water, dude. My, my draft is so good. So Pitts right away at six. You don't have to move up to four because that would be ridiculous. That's amazing. Then I traded out of 18 because I don't care about Najee Harris. I don't care what people say. I don't care about the guy. And uh, also, I think you can get it, you know, if, if that position is going to be, if Mika Parsons is gone at 18, there is no reason to be there. So I move again, and I go back to 26, and I get Joseph Asai out of Texas. I think he's great. And we just need an edge. That is simple, clear cut. Then I go get our center in Quinn I can't say his last name. Maneers. Oh, gosh, I can't say his last name. I'm so glad I'm not actually drafting him. And then 53, Baron Browning, add a linebacker. And then this is where it actually gets juicy. I have three picks in a row to end off this three-round mock draft. That will get you salivating. I have Michael Carter, who I don't really think there's that big of a drop-off between him and Javanta. And then... I get Amari Rogers. I still get us a slot when we don't even really need one. I, I think our team is 
is pretty set in terms of weapons as long as they stay healthy. Of course, that's the key. And then um, Nick Bolton to end out the third round. I think that's beautiful. Look, I like your I like your draft. I like that you have Kyle Pitts up there. I like that you actually picked a, a running back. I could never find a running back to feed my values last night um, in this draft. Then again, I think we've got a good a good you know room, and I think with the offensive line that I'm building around them, I think you and I, Carter, could actually get two or three rounds, maybe once. Two or three rounds. Two or three yards, maybe once. Yeah, <laughs> behind that offensive line. I think so. Too. I think I think the important thing is to build a fort in front of Tua. I think I did that. I think I gave him a great weapon, Rashad Bateman, who was a captain at Minnesota. And we know how Flores loves to pick team captains. He loves that, to bring that leadership, that, you know, those intangibles into the locker room. I, I gave them, you know, Pat Fryermuth, which is also, again, planning ahead, and you can actually trade Gaseki or have a great one-two punch at that tight end position, go to a two-two tight end set as well. Then I brought Carlos Basham Jr., uh, which who I think had a, a down, uh, you know, a downgrade in, during the draft process, but I think he would he would have been a, a first rounder next last year, and uh, Landon Dickerson, who I love, and you know he comes from that system in Alabama. He knows Tua, he knows how to snap to a lefty, and I think that's going to be important long run. But the pick I'm crazy about is Tevin Jenkins. You you give him uh, you give that guy. Uh, you put, put him into his blind side and you just allow Tua to go to work knowing that his backside's secure. No, and then it, you adding Dickerson too. I, I mean, it's... I know I've heard a lot of people saying... Uh, so the, the PFF guys like tweeted out about like, okay, so you're saying the Bengals need... The Bengals need an uh, offensive lineman. Well, look at the Dolphins line and uh, all of the ratings were like 50 or under on their PFF rating system. And... Obviously, that looks bad, but of course, the context of that is all of these players are basically sec were picked last year during uh, the maybe the worst draft process for any rookie of all time. So, uh, but I I also want to say this though: you don't take chances on offensive linemen if they don't play great in their first year. I don't think you you cut them. But I definitely think you make sure that you have some insurance policies because your most important players are going to be standing behind that offensive line. I agree. Completely agree. And you here's the mean? thing. If you got DJ Fluker starting over Solomon Kinley, your left guard, you're going to have a first rounder in the left tackle position, Austin Jackson, a first rounder in the left guard with DJ Fluker, Landon Dickerson, a second rounder at center, Robert Hunt, second rounder at right guard, and then Devon Jenkins, another first rounder in front of Tua. And that's how you build a, a winning team. Basically, you, you give them a fort, and then you're just able to run the ball with either with Gaskin, with Brown, I mean, any of the guys that we have in that room, and just let them go to work. And then you've got the RPO concepts, you bring the play-action concepts behind that offensive line, and Tua can go to work. Yes, I, I think that would be the most optimal scenario. I, I totally agree. And to sort of like shut off this, you know, three-round mock draft, two amigos, Finn Maniacs. Um, I want to say, Jorge, I, I actually want to ask you this. If if there are 100% of the players on the board, other than, of course, Trevor Lawrence, who is your six overall? And then we will call it a show. Oof. Look, before the character questions came out, I think Mika Parsons was high on all of our draft boards. 
Yep. Um, I think at six, I think you have to go to with Waddle. If if Pitts and oh. Chase, if if Pitts and Chase are not there, Waddle's the guy. If Pitts and Chase are there, then it's Pitts then Chase. Hmm. And I would think that Waddle would be sort of a reach, I p- potentially, but I, it may, maybe not. I mean, if he if he performs the best, then I guess he's not a reach. So. Do you you would say that Waddle's your guy at six? Waddle's your guy. Well, Pitts and Pitts is my guy at six. Pitts is but your guy. Assuming Pitts is gone and Chase is gone, then I, if if there's no option to trade back, then I pick Waddle. Well, no. Back. What if what if everyone's there? What if everyone's there? Everyone's there. It's Pitts. If if everyone's everyone's there, Kyle Pitts is the guy. And then Chase below that. Yeah. And then Waddle under that. Yeah. Okay. I and I think that's probably my three too. I think that's that's perfect. Well. Let's wrap up the show, dude. Okay. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. I think it's it's gonna be a year until we get you do mock drafts again. Yeah. Uh, you know, but now it's a draft, then it's gonna be the season that the schedule release. Then I was hoping that Dolphins would you know come out with a with a new uniform, whether an alternate jersey, something new. I don't think it's gonna happen this year. Probably next year. Um. And yeah, and then it's and then it's OTAs, training camp, and then we're back at week one. You want to know how many uh, jerseys I have, Jorge? Dolphins jerseys? I'm going to say zero. I have 16. Okay. You were not right. <laughs> you were not correct. I get a, a jersey every single year. Uh, every Well, just every single year I'm a Dolphins fan. So this year, I think I'm just going to get whoever the sexiest pick is and uh, call it good. And Sounds good. Uh, Sounds good. you'll help me make that decision. Of course. On, on the show – post-draft and uh i hope fingers crossed it's kyle pitts of course okay that's it that's that's two amigos pre-draft three-round mock draft uh comment to us you know dm me some hey tell me who had the better mock and uh, of course listen in on thursday 7 p.m 7 p.m eastern time fin maniacs doing a live stream for day one of course day two and day three we will do as well but i'm only on day one so you want to listen only then i'm out of here that's that's what her budget was able to afford from carter just one day appearance man <laughs> yeah they they pay me like three thousand dollars an hour and they just they can't do they can't push it for day two and three so yeah, for sure thanks jorge thanks carter it was fun man. Oh.